Welcome to Coach's Corner. I'm your host, Brian Craven, and we are back with another show. We're doing a roundtable today. Going to bring some fellas on. We're going to chat about the league. Uh, Slynn apparently felt like his girlfriend was more important than all of you or me, and so he's off on some kind of vacation or some such, having a good time without us. So make sure you reach out to him and give him a hard time for that. But otherwise, I think we're going to have some fun. We've got some guys lined up. This should be a good show. We could have a nice time today. So we'll see how it goes. Got a whole bunch of topics we might hit on. This might get broken up in several segments if we go too long. Some of my guests are rather long-winded. <clears throat> Not that I am, of course. So anyway, uh, buckle up, strap in, get a drink, get a stogie, all that good stuff. Hang out and enjoy the show. And my first guest is Ross Napoli, the GM and defensive end with the Louisiana Revolution. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you again. I'm doing well, man. Yes, good to see you. So we wrapped up uh, wrapped up the owners' meetings for this season. Uh, I know you probably had a little bit of a heads up. Did anything surprise you the way the vote went? Um, a couple of things. I, I, I think that they were going to be uh, getting a little bit more involved in some other changes, I thought. But, uh, you know, I, I thought retirement would have been something that actually came up this year for uh, approval, but didn't seem to happen there. Yeah, it didn't even and, get to that uh, point. Yeah. No, no. And I, I thought there would have been a little bit more uh, traction for that, you know. So it's... Um, you know, something that's going to have to be uh, pushed down the road. And it's it's a shame because, you know, I know from talking to um, a couple of people, they were saying how some of the reasonings behind not doing it right now was the fact of, hey, it doesn't affect too many people right now. And I think that's the best time to do it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, why, why do you want to wait until there's possibly, you know, 15, 20, 30 people who would be facing the possibility of a forced retirement or forced uh, regression if they put it into it all in one season where you may as well just, you know, <laughs> do it while you have very few and then people can expect it. But, you know. Yeah, you'd know coming in. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I, I, I think I said on Dave's panel yesterday that personally I don't – I'm not a huge fan just because I just got here. I feel like I just got here. Uh, but I get it. And if it happens, that's fine. I, I, and I do get the, the logic behind it. What, um, if you were to do it, if you were to, if, you know, suddenly they're like, you're making the decision. What, um, how would you do retirement? How would you do regression and all of that? I would, I, I think that, um, I, I know Gerald's put out a, a, a real good idea as far as regression, um, where it would be tied to your statistics. And, oh, right, right. Yeah, you know, and, you know, we've discussed it. And, and, you know, it's, I think it's a really good idea that, you know, in order to avoid regression at a certain point in your career, whatever time frame that that is uh, established, I guess, with the league rule, let's just say, that um, they would get a, um, 
a regression if you couldn't stay, let's say, in the top uh, top ten um, of your your position. So if statistically you can do that, you halt regression. But there's got to be a certain point in your career where you no longer pro- progress anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not real life. Yes, mm-hmm. you've got a handful of people that, um, you know, uh, still play at a high level later on in the game. You know, yeah. Tom Brady, you know, being one. You look Classic at guys example. like Adrian Peterson. I mean, you know, there's there's guys out there, Larry Fitzgerald, right? I mean, there are oh, guys yeah. in the league a long time um, that still play. But they're not getting better, right? Mm-hmm. Because age just does that to you. So, mm-hmm. Now, if you and that's why I like the idea of if statistically you could achieve a certain point and then you don't um, regress due to that, you're kind of like preserving your spot there. And if you don't the following season, you have to regress. a little bit. And I do believe there should be a certain time where um, guys should just have to retire. Um, and then, listen, you start a player over and, you, you, you know, you start again. You know, I mean, um, yeah. that's the big deal in that, you know, I mean, guys are doing it all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know, if you're, if you're somebody that's been in the league a long time, people know you, they know what's going on. um, Then you're not going to have a problem landing on another team with your new player. So yeah, I can see that. I can see that being an issue. I get, I get being attached to your player. I don't, uh, I don't have that quite as much myself, but uh, were you listening to the show last night when Eddie was talking? I totally understand Eddie's point. Um, and, and I can see people feeling that way. Uh, but uh, yeah. And to the earlier point, when it doesn't affect a lot of people, I think you're probably right. That's the time to put that in. Cause if we do keep growing, eventually we're going to, we're going to hit a log jam, aren't we? I mean, we're going to, yeah. you know, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see I'm, I obviously I'm still uh, chewing on it in my mind. I'm still wrestling with it. Um, but I, I do like Gerald's plan uh, that you just were talking about. So. Yeah. Because I, I think that it's fair, right? I mean, because it's like anything else. I mean, you know, and, and a good point, uh, that I think needs to be made too is when it comes to things with the league, mm-hmm. sometimes owners or the league itself like to compare us to the NFL. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, it's when it's convenient. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's not, you know, that that's not really the right way to go about it. We, we no. can't always compare ourselves when it, it, it suits the narrative and then when there's other things where things should be done, we say, well, this isn't real for me. I, I don't think you could have it, you know, you know, two ways because it's, you know, it, there are things that do need to change. There, certain things do need to be regulated on it. And just think of, look, they all have to go hand in hand with one another. This league has talked about for a couple of seasons now, and I'm sure it's going to be in the future. And I've spoken to Cam about it myself is roster expansion mm-hmm. right so all the more reason to have guys reach a certain point in their career and then either have to sort of regressing or retire and start over for the simple fact of spots are going to be opening and it's not fair i think um if you're going to look at it as a business model to mm-hmm. say that there are guys 
who are going to keep their players in this league, you know, 15, 17, 18 seasons. But we're going to keep telling paying customers in the minors who have decent value, look, there's just not a spot, you know. Um, so I don't, I don't particularly believe that that's the best way to go about it. Sure. Um, because you could also stunt the growth of the league. If people start realizing there's all of these restrictions on minors players and, you know, they did say the rule was going to change uh, about only two seasons in the minors. I haven't heard anything more about it right now, but I do know that the rule was going to change that that's, that is going to be um, extended because they know there's going to be guys who are not drafted this season. Um, but why keep adjusting all of those rules, but keep leaving in place some of these guys who have been here for a long, long time with no criteria to stay. I mean, look, Eddie Gage's player, DR Sims player. These are some of the best players in the league. Mm -hmm. So they're almost an exception to the rule that we're talking about because they probably will Hope for um, regression because they do always finish in, in tops categories. Right. I'm talking about guys who have just been around the league for a while, like their player, but they're not particularly some of the better statistical guys. Those are the guys that are going to need to make room for other players because your DR Sims and your Eddie Gages of the world will probably be able to statistically halt regression for their player. Right, right. Well, and I could see, like, so a guy like Eddie, one thing, and I remember realizing this about Eddie a couple of seasons ago, you see some owners, and I'm not, I'm not taking shots, but you see some owners, their guy is the highest paid player on, on their team, right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, and hey, you bought the team, you can do what you want, right? Eddie doesn't do that. Hey, I've never seen him do that. Eddie, Eddie uh, strips his player of animations most of the time, does all of that stuff. Well, now, if Eddie's got to ensure that he's going to stay at a high level, he might have to change what he's doing a little bit. He might be like, well, I think I'm keeping this one this year because uh, i got to hold off father time, right? Yeah. It's turning into a revolution party here. I'm outnumbered. We've got Mr. Mike Quinscrew joining us as well. Welcome, Mike. Is that a foghorn? Are you at sea? <laughs> <laughs> I can see your face, but I can't hear your voice. Me or Mike? Oh, I, I can hear you fine. Sorry, Mike. I need to specify, don't I? Because <laughs> I, I only see you. <laughs> oh, you don't see Mike. Okay. Yeah, he's up the top. There you are. All right. There Hopefully I don't have too much noise in the background. The wife watching some TV. No, I don't hear anything. Oh yeah, that's the same thing. What's happening, fellas? Uh, not much. We're uh, we were just talking about regression and forced retirement. You want to weigh <laughs> in on that at all? Uh, you know, I, I mean the the regression part. I mean, are we talking after the 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 second year or after the first year of of retirement, or are we talking with age? We're talking about age. So. Like Eddie Gage, uh, DR Sim, Tiberius Bovine. The, there's only a handful of guys that have been in here a really long time. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be interested to see on what that what that rule really comes out as. I haven't read on it yet. You know, I mean, I guess first they have to to talk about the retirement, 
You know, are they going to do this retirement thing? And how many years is that? Don't mind my dog. He's crying. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think the first important part is, is the retirement part. You know, how many years is that? Uh, then I think they can get the regression part. You know, I, I, I kind of agree with both. You know, I think that that 20 year or 20 season thing, uh, I think is good. I would agree with that. Uh, you know, and maybe start that regression at uh, the 16 season mark, 15 season mark, something like that. I think that's realistic. Yeah, that uh, I certainly like that better than 10. Ross, how about you? I, I don't recall. Did you say how long you thought that should be? How long? Uh... No, I didn't specifically have a, um, a number in mind on that, but I do think that sounds about right where like what Mike's saying is if, if if there's going to be a time later on like let's say 20 seasons where there's a forced retirement well then obviously you have to put a handful of seasons before where regression should start kicking in and mm. like you and I were just discussing um, you know I like the idea that there's ways to halt regression mm -hmm. you know if you're still statistically achieving um, certain um, statistics to, to keep you at the top of your game um but if not then there is some sort of a regression that goes down but they did it in a step in the right direction with these guys who retire and then come back right you're allowed to sit out one season without any sort of regression if you sit out more than one season you have to go down an entire tier and so on and so forth right, right. so I mean, that, that that's a big drop um you know I tend to think that you probably, if, if you announced retirement, I think one season you should be dropping down something, maybe not an entire tier, but let's face it in, in the game of football, not many guys can sit out an entire season and come back and be the identical player. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, um, so I think the, the player has a little bit of an advantage um, when it's, and when it's that, um, because if you're actually announcing retirement, that's a decision. Right. We're not yeah. talking about a guy, not talking about a guy who just didn't get re-signed and he's just sitting out there as a free agent. That guy shouldn't be penalized for a season. But if you actually retired your player, mm. then that's a good there, point. There yeah. Should be, be regret, you know, regression to your player if you decide to come back. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, and we had conversations about this at the beginning of last season. Uh, I mean, my whole thing on that, if you announce retirement, that player should be done. If you want to come back, start over, because that is a huge decision. You know, uh, are people going to say that out of spite because they had a bad season or angry with their current team or whatever the case may be? Well, I'm pissed, so I'm going to retire. You know what? That's a huge decision. My thought, you are done. If you want to start over, start in the minors. Yeah. Well, now that the minors is growing, too, Mike, that, that, you know, I mean, that's a good point. You know, there is another avenue. And. You know, it's going to be on the league to really write some of these ships, you know. I mean, when we were rookies, there was a way to progress our players, right, and how we came out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this last, uh, this last season specifically, this minor season three, you know, the value of these players is growing so much. Yeah. Um, which I think it's a positive, you know, to these players because, you know, they're going to come in and, and have a decent value and be attractive to, to some teams. Um, but that can't go on like that forever. So, you know, going into next season, um, I'm curious to see how they're going to sort of, I don't want to say fix it because I don't necessarily think it's broke. You're going to have a difference, 
right? Because what about the guys who did progress like that this year and give themselves such a high value? Right. And then what if they have to return to the minors next year? Right. They are already going to be head and shoulders more valuable in the game than the new minors players. Yeah. Um, and what do you do with possibly uh, players? Um, and we have a couple in Salt Lake, you know, uh, Mike will tell you, you know, we've got a, we've got a, I believe it's two, it could be three um, players that are not allowed to progress anymore. They're at their max value. They're just, mm-hmm. they're gonna have, they bank weeks now. Yep. Yep. So, I have that too at San Jose. I've got three guys. And what if those players don't get drunk? What do they do next year? Because you have to have a spot, right? It's not a matter of value. Yeah, You have to have a spot. So what if you have a two-year minors player who's allowed to go back for a third season, but that guy's not allowed to progress? We're going to start adding animations to him? Yikes. (laughs) You know, so the league should – the league should definitely uh, have to take a close look at the the minors – and hopefully they do it. Hopefully they are doing something now. But hopefully they do it over the course of the pro season and don't don't half-ass it and kind of uh, you know wait till you know season four of the minors to start to say uh, you know this is how we should do it. Like work some kinks out. Maybe get some input from some of the uh, you know the coaches or some of the people in the league to mm-hmm. want to even if they talk to the owners and say hey you know what do you guys think about the values of these guys and how they coming you know just to at least, you know, get some opinions on it because this could be a, you know, this could be a make or break point for some of those guys. It could be. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, the input, the getting the input part. And it's funny because I wonder how many, how I think some of the owners would have, could potentially have a different take. No. Why did I say think? I know that the owners (laughs) will have wildly divergent ideas about it. Obviously some of the owners, and I get it. And owners and GMs like these max value guys coming out because it, you know, you just, you just fill a spot. You got a hole. Of, hey, I'll fill a spot. But, um, but at the same time, if you're trying to look at uh, the player, the the person rather, you know, I yeah, I, ugh, I, uh, I, I, I think we have been, and again, not not uh, not taking shots, but I think we've been very reactive and it's probably time to be proactive on, right. on a lot of these topics on a lot of these things um regression retirement the minors i'd like to see the minors be a four-year thing like a co- like college slow right. down the progression if you're in there four years bro you've earned that gold contract you know what i mean yeah. um yeah. right now at two i feel like that's a little too much it's a little too uh too quick mm-hmm. i mean hey i mean hey well, I, I've said this many times. My first season, Devin King was a non-contract player. He wasn't progressing nothing. I'm on my, I'm going into my fourth season, and Devin was a was surpassed me two seasons ago. You know, yeah. because of the way the way things are. It's fine. Not mad at Devin. You're still baby bash. Still love you, man. But uh, <laughs> it's the way the rules work. But that got that's got to be fixed. We got to do something like that. Uh, and thinking of the guys on your team, some of the other guys in the league for them two years and you're done just because of some of those spots, not opening up. There's some stuff there. It's a big, it's a big, uh, there's, it's a big deal. There's a, it's a, I, I, 
I don't want to sit here and pretend that it's an easy fix. All of this stuff is an easy fix. I, I, I want to make sure I don't ever do that because hell, I'm sitting here. I think I, I'm pretty smart sometimes and I don't have an answer for everything. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we should put Mike in charge of everything. There we go. Oh, easy now. Easy, <laughs> easy. now. I'm sticking to coaching. That's <laughs> right. I'm good. I don't want to do anything else. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't make me do that. <laughs> Uh, how about um, oh, just escape my brain? Um, well, do you guys have any more thoughts on that topic before we look at maybe moving on? Uh, I think the extension of the of the minor leagues would be a good thing. Uh, you know, I mean, going back to what we were just talking about a minute ago, you know, with the two year deal and these guys being at max progress, what if they don't get drafted? Mm -hmm. It's the end of their second year. You mm -hmm. know, I thought the league rules were that if you're done with your second year and you're not on a team, you got to start over. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. You know, so some of these guys might be in for a, uh, a very bad feeling on the league. If that were to happen to any of them, you know, I just spent two seasons progressing this player. Uh, I don't get drafted and you're now you're telling me I have to start over. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been in the rules uh, and they can be mad. I got it, but that, I mean, that would suck. Yeah. I know a couple of the guys on my team that are in that boat. They're kind of philosophical about it now. They're like, well, if it happens, I know it could happen. That would suck, but it is what it is. But I, I've got to think that if they – I think all of my guys will get drafted. Um, I've, I've had chats with GMs and stuff. I think they're – I think everybody's got some interest. But if they didn't, I mean, that's just – what a crusher. Two seasons, and now you're just – now you're a scrub again. You got to start over. I don't like that at all. Um, so, so draft Jimmy Hazard, draft Doug Spelling, draft Joe Green. You guys can plug your guys if you want. Just, just do it. Just do it. You won't regret it. How yeah, about? Getting, oh, go ahead. We're, no, we're we're all getting interest. I mean, uh, I, I'm I'm sure Mike may has uh, may have. Uh, had people ask him about certain players, um, you know, because people know how integral Mike is to uh, Salt Lake. But uh, mm -hmm. I've spoken to, you know, GMs and owners about um, more than a handful of players on Salt Lake and um, a lot of them asking about the same players. So, you know, mm. you, we're also getting to see exactly what, um, what teams are interested in what players Mm -hmm. uh, I've got, uh, you know, I've got two defensive players on our team where uh, I've had three or four of the same team, you know, reach out about both players. Okay. And uh, yeah, and um, you know, and then we have some high value people that I'm I'm surprised that you know people haven't. And I give you a perfect example, right? Um, Kelsey Brown. Kelsey yeah. Brown is one of the highest rated wide receivers. Now listen. People may not be reaching out to me about Kelsey Brown just because they they know, hey, she's on the board, and we're going to maybe they've spoken to her. You know, Great. I don't know. Uh, I haven't fielded any calls about her, but she's, um, if not number one, the number two highest rated wide receiver in the minors. Lights it up every week. Mm -hmm. Um You know, and uh, had a great season last year. But we had Kingston Ellington drafted. She moved up, came back for the second season, having a phenomenal statistical season again. Mm -hmm. But again, 
wide receiver. There's only so many spots. And and yeah, what if you have somebody like Kelsey Brown who at a certain point is not going to be able to progress her player again anymore? How do you have a wide receiver with that value just sitting in the minors with no place to go? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. see it. Yeah, that's a tough deal. That's a tough deal. Uh, but yeah, she said in our Sims, I was kind of like. I mean, I, I, the only week I ran Sims was you guys, and I didn't really do anything. I just ran Sims, and it's like, man, please, please don't, don't throw at her a lot. Don't throw at her a lot. <laughs> well, we're on a bye this week, but our last week versus Albuquerque, she'll go over a thousand yards. So, yeah, it's a good season. It's a good season. Um, what do you think about? Let's let's shift a little bit. What do you think about uh, the minor league season thus far? Uh, we're, uh, we're, we're we're getting near the end. Um, What's your impressions with three seasons in? How do you feel about the minors? What do you think, Mike? I think this season uh, has been uh, fantastic. I think it's been a great minor league season, very competitive, uh, some high scores, you know, some some great statistics. Uh, I feel really, really bad for the fuel. Mm. Uh, they're just having a rough season. I don't, I don't know. Their defense is, is, is really good. Uh, they just can't get it done. So I feel really bad for those guys and that team over there. Uh, but still competitive, you know, they've been in some games. They played us uh, tough. Yeah. Uh, played us tough. Uh, you know, so they've been in some just rough roll of the dice, you know, but still a, a very competitive season. Great statistics, uh, great shows, you know, mm-hmm. um, great games. We haven't had a lot of turnover in the coaching ranks in the minors, and I think guys are getting better and better. Um, heck, I think San Jose has probably had as much turnover as anybody because I've had three different defensive coordinators in the three seasons. I did yeah. the offense first season. Somebody else did it last season, but somebody else this season. Uh, but a lot of these teams, there hasn't been a lot of turnover, and, and you can see that they're getting comfortable. They're getting very comfortable with what they're doing. Uh, so that's that's making a big difference. I I saw some guys chatting in a different server. They were they were wondering about Adam. They're asking questions about Adam, um, and uh, and they were talking about how Birmingham doing. Like, forget who was in the championship with Albuquerque last season, fellas. He's he's got a he had a quarterback. And then had to get another quarterback. You know, he, I, I think he's doing just fine. And, uh, and he's going to do just fine for Denver. So uh, I don't have any concerns about it. Um, what about – wow. Okay, concussion moment. Um, what about the um, – you, you think uh, we're doing it right in terms of how we run the minors – coming up to the draft. I mean, it's like championship game, bam, draft almost immediately. Um, you think the timing's good? Do you think we should start the minors a little bit earlier? Give the guys a chance to, I don't I don't know if we should or not. I'm just asking. It, it's tough. I mean, I, I think that the off season kind of dictates itself a little bit. Like look at what we're going through right now, right? Because other things are going on and this automation is not ready. Like right. we still haven't even been able to resign our own players, let alone right. have free agency start. And then the draft is going to be coming. So, I mean, that kind of dictates itself. 
Um, I think the minor season, as far as length and how it goes, is just right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think, you know, I think the amount of games, the amount of weeks um, that's played and, and where they go um, in the schedule is is pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. um, I like the idea that the minors get a little jump start, like when all the playoffs are going on, where these mm-hmm. minors players aren't sitting around any longer, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think it works well, um, with the way that things are right now. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, and with, with, I think the games, like, like, you know, like Mike was just saying with this season, and I think you could agree, this is probably the best competition wise in all three of the minor seasons. Oh, and yeah. it's due to the fact that there's higher value guys, of course, but it also makes the quality of the game better. You know? Oh yeah. Um, and I hope that some of the pro guys are giving a little bit more um, uh, credence and, and, and that, they're, that they're watching some of them because I know what the, I know what the take is with a lot of the guys like, ah, oh, you know, these minors, you know, the games are crap because the guys are low. It's not, it's not like the pros and you know, it's not, but this season has become a lot better in quality that's on the field. So oh, yeah. for any of the, any of those people that are not giving it the, um, you know, anyone that's not giving it the right justice to watch some of these games, you know, they should. And I do think that uh, whoever makes uh, the championship this year uh, in, in, in the minors, it, it's going to be a good game to watch. You know, it's going to be a really good game to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, we're expecting to be there. You, know? you, you guys haven't played Albuquerque yet, have you? Last game of the season. Okay, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. We played them first game of the season, and I think it was seventeen to fourteen or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, yeah, and you know, San Jose, as you know, hasn't been particularly successful. So I don't think we really, at the time, were like, okay, well, you know, the defending champions, but blah blah blah. Um, that game uh, gets larger and larger to me in the rearview mirror. You know, I, I look at that, and I'm like, man, we we played really well with them and they've, they've obviously been a good team. So it'd be something I, yeah, I think, I think you guys have a good shot looking at the matchup. That'll be a, that'll be a fun game to watch. Full disclosure about half the time I'm watching those games at work. Yes, I know. (laughs) I have the, but you got people with you though, right? Yeah. 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 That's gotta be cool. Well, one of, one of the students at, uh, one of the trainees at uh, Job Corps actually joined the league last week. <laughs> so, you know, hey, he's one of the million linebackers we've got in the minors right now. <laughs> Ross, as a GM, what positions are uh, what position? Are there any positions that you're looking at and you're you're thinking you're going to have a shortage? Uh, maybe not for you specifically, but but for the league. Obviously, we're going to have more than enough quarterbacks. We'll probably have enough receivers. Any team going to be begging for defensive ends or something? Um, I don't. I, I don't think that there's necessarily going to be a, um, a a shortage of quantity. I think that there may be a shortage of the type of people that we want to bring to our teams. Gotcha. Um, because for the amount of people that are in the minors right now, I know that um, 
a lot of teams, especially from, you know, GMs and owners that I've spoken to, um, would like to see a little bit more activity mm. out of some of these. And not just like, hey, show up and chat and, and, and do all of this more often, but to, to get themselves out there a little bit so that teams know what they're getting, you mm. know. Um, so, and you know, as well as I do, you know, that, you know, in this league, um, the real person, uh, if, if they can bring more to the team that really supersedes a lot, you know, in the game. Oh, yeah. So I think placement is going to be real, real intricate this year because you're going to have high valued guys that are going to go to teams specifically because they're a high value player. Mm-hmm. And then you're also going to go. Um, where there's other people that are being drafted for what they can bring to the team that um, may not be as high valued as some of the other guys that maybe should have gone before them, you know, like previous drafts. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. You know, running back is one that I'm curious about. Mm. We have two or three guys that are just going off, right? They're just absolutely going off. But I don't know if there's really spots for all of them right now in the pros. Right. Right. Um, so does those statistical seasons override what maybe those people can bring um, to the team? You know, so I can't speak. I mean, you'd be able to speak for, you know, for Jimmy Hazard to know if, it, you know, if there's something that he's going to bring to a team. Uh, I know somebody like Bailey O'Shaughnessy does writing and, and does stuff with the Charleston Predators um, website and, and stuff right now. Um, but you got a guy like Douglas Brown, who's pretty active out there. I mean, got to be the number one running back on everyone else's, um, you know, boards as far as like a statistical guy. You know, if there's a team that's just looking for a high value running back who is producing, you got to think that, um, you know, Douglas Brown is probably sitting at number one. Um, and then I do think Jimmy Hazard's probably right behind them. Um, but will what you bring off the field supersede some of those things? It's a good question. You know, and, uh, you know, there's a couple of guys out there, you know, Brad Jones uh, from, uh, I believe it's Tacoma, having he's, a great statistical. He's a second season guy too, right? Yeah, yeah. And, but not somebody that I hear very much about. So no. maybe not an active guy, maybe not, you know, where, you know, does that guy get passed over again? You know, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, yeah. I don't know. Running back is the one that I'm curious. You know, yeah. we all thought it was going to be quarterback coming into the season, right? We were like, oh, we got all these quarterbacks. Where are they going? And now all of a sudden we got like six or seven teams that need a quarterback. It's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, I, th- I think we still could go wanting on quarterback. So, right. Cause um, Marcus is coming back. Love yep. that. But you know, that took one away. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Obviously, running back is a more premium position right now in terms of of need. I think is Denver the only team that we know of that needs a running back? I got, uh, you know, I tried keeping track of this stuff uh, on a second tab on my board that I put on on Twitter. Uh, So I got Baltimore and Denver needing running backs. Oh, that's right. No, no, that's right. Baltimore. I forgot about Baltimore. That's it, though. Yeah, so there could potentially be one of those 
two season guy. Well, there, uh, uh, GP Wells is a two season guy too. Yeah, Brooke is a, Brooke is a second season. Yeah, oh, yeah, Brooke on our team too. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. See, you'd hate to, and that, that that's an area that circling back to the retirement issue. That's a tough one, isn't it? Because because they you know they've been here a couple seasons. They they put in a little bit of time. They you know, um, heck, there were guys that got drafted last season that goes to their teams after like six weeks. They these these people have already shown more loyalty than that. So that's that's just a tough deal. I do think if we could get to the point that we have it have like roster expansion and it's like you have an opportunity to be grooming the successor for somebody and eventually maybe the roles flip on the depth chart. That's kind of compelling. That, that, that puts that, that makes that off season stuff, that GM stuff kind of interesting, doesn't it? That could be, that could be really interesting. Um, And an argument for doing it for an argument for something that it's that much more to talk about, uh, you know, content creator, Dave can have a, you know, should so-and-so be, be number one on the depth chart. You know, is it right. is it time for the old war horse to step aside? You know, whatever. You know, have a little bit of fun with that, um, and that would be some compelling theater. Uh, so, well, then you get into the the conversation of backups. You know that we've kind of had a little bit thrown around in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people don't like it, um, but you know that that gets thrown into the conversation too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as I'm sure, you know, it's tough to backups. I don't think they can really pull it off with stamina. I think they, they, and you're talking about a lot more work for the league. I think it's something like that's going to have to be formation specific substitutions. You got like your third down back and shotgun. You got your, you know, power back, something like that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we can do it any other way. Ross, you had something you wanted to add on that? Yeah, well, I had mentioned to Cam, too, and again, it's not a comparison of the two because there is no comparison of the two. But, uh, you know, being involved, you know, in in some of the other leagues and, you know, like I have a team in the WFA, right? Mm. So what I tried to do is I was the first one to to do it um, in the WFA this year. And what I did was I spoke with one of the commissioners over there who um, allows a lot of more – things to to be done with the game um than what we do here and uh, i did mention it to cam and he did say that there were other things you know that that would have to go into it but one of the things that i did over there because you carry a a large roster in the wfa and it's all salary cap and there's all different things but what what i did over there was i was the first that in in that league um i actually have uh I run a two running back system in there. Mm. And so what we did is because I um, I had a gold running back on my team and I drafted another guy in the second round this year who was a silver. And I said to myself, because it's salary capped and everything like, hey, you're going to afford these guys. You know, what are we going to do? So I went to the league and I formation subs. And he said, well, listen, I never really did it, but let me know. So in my playbook, and we use the same sort of spreadsheet thing that the uh, that the SFL does. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I specify the name of the running back next to the formation name. 
And then when they load my playbook over there, they make sure that one running back in these formations is there and, and in the other one. So instead of leaving it to stamina or anything else, you're subject to, you know, Hey, if I run, uh, let's say nine different run formations or formations that have runs in them, I should say, mm-hmm. I make sure that four are one running back and four is the other. So I'm subject to what, play is getting called by the AI and what running back is on the field. But, you know, uh, 10 games through that season right now. Um, the, and they track the stats. As a matter of fact, Liam Hammer tracks the stats for that league. Mm. Um, each one of those running backs have 159 carries apiece. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and it just turns out to be that, you know, like, you know, at one point it was like one guy had like 40 more carries and then you get a game where like, you know, one guy hardly reached the field, but it was totally up to the, to the AI. And it was a way to run that sort of, of system. So maybe if the SFL can implement a little bit more of formation subs, mm-hmm. if you do a roster expansion, you're not worried about, because look, we're in Louisiana, right? Like Gerald's already said this, like, I don't want roster expansion or be told that I have to bring other things on because, you know, I've got Reggie street. I, I don't want Reggie Streeter off the field yeah. for a lower valued guy, just because it's time to get somebody in the game or because, you know, there was a, you know, a stamina thing. Or, and, and listen, I get that, you know, I get, that. yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I tried the formational thing, uh, you know, over there. That league does it. It seems to go off without a hitch. Um, and uh, any time that I adjust the playbook or whatever accordingly, if I want to move it around. And I don't do it for everything, but I just asked him, can I do it with the running back? And he said, sure, let's see how it goes for a season. You know, we don't go crazy and say, oh, now in this formation, I want this wide receiver at number two. <laughs> and the but to get another guy in it like the running back, and yeah. um, you know, we did it. And, um, you know, listen, it's working out fine you know so uh you know maybe something like that um mm-hmm. can help situations you know like that i certainly don't want to see it at a quarterback position i i don't want the i don't want the game to be like the all-star game and like you know every other play depending on what they do they put in another quarterback no that i don't want to do no but um, you know it may be a way to uh you know to at least uh you know get the running back situation a little bit more uh, under control yeah, yeah, that could work. Yeah, I mean, I'm with Gerald too. I'm not taking, I'm not taking Regis Dreeter off the field uh, ever <laughs> if I if I can get away with it. But, but not everybody's got him, and I could see some circumstances where you could do that. I, I mean, um, heck, yeah. heck, when I was still at Lone Star and Charles was kind of bandy about bringing back Pseudo Nakai. Then I, I was all for it. You know, I, I, I knew exactly what I'd want to do. This These formations, pseudo Nakai, these formations, Ike McBride, yeah. you're going to get a little thunder and lightning and uh, I'm going to love it, you know, but that's a, that's a different beast. That's a different thing. So, because even like how the miners do it, I don't want to see that go in the pros where like when you have more than one running back, one starts one week and one starts the other. You can't do that in the pros. No. You know, you're going to dilute the problem, Absolutely. you know, so. You know, at least with roster expansion, if you just open up the number of spots and there is a way to maybe do formational subs. You know, look, maybe not every team is going to carry a second running back because, again, mm-hmm. somebody like Louisiana, you know, we would say, 
listen, we're not going with another running back because we have Reggie Streeter. But maybe somebody who struggles to run the ball or maybe says, hey, I like my running back, but I'm also going to go with this and we're going to go with these formational subs and maybe, um, you know, run uh, a two running back system in, in, you know, in, in certain cases. And so certain teams can utilize that expansion to their, you know, to their benefit. The last thing I want to see the league do is expand in a way where they tell you what you have to do. We're expanding by three spots and you have to have a backup quarterback and you have to have another running back. I I don't want to see that. No, that's counterproductive. And it's not, frankly, it wouldn't make a good product. Fellas, we're going to take a quick break and reset. If you want to refill your drinks or hit the, hit the head, now's the time. And uh, same to you listeners out there. So come on back. We're going to be right back in just a minute. 